We are back with another episode of Time Out, the Basketball England podcast. Today's guest is Harriet Wellen. Basketball England's Ian Cawthorn sits down with the Ipswich star to talk about her career so far. Our guest today needs no introduction to NBL fans. She's currently lighting up the league this season and averages over 30 points a game for tabletop in Ipswich in Division 1. I'm delighted to say hello and good morning to Harriet Wellen. Good morning, good morning. Uh, one topic I'm sure that's going to come up quite a lot during this chat is Ipswich. What are they like to play for as a club? Why do you love them so much? I absolutely love playing for Ipswich. Um, I've been here since I was 14 and I've, I've had my 10th season with them. This is my 10th season. It's just an absolute family-orientated club. Like My family is part of the basketball family and vice versa. It's just an amazing place to be. That you get so well looked after. The atmosphere, the junior program leading to the senior program. Like, there's no other pathway that does it like Ipswich, and it's just such a good atmosphere to be around. I've been to quite a few of our finals events in the time that I've been at Basketball England. I'm not sure I've ever seen quite so many well-supported games as when Ipswich are playing. Is that something that you really enjoy as a player as well? Yeah, hundred percent. We like even with the female game, the support we get is amazing, and they travel up and down the country supporting. Not even just the finals, like our senior games, we get about two hundred people coming to support, and it's just amazing. And you can see from the under eighteen final, we, we've brought about three hundred people with us. We've got the drums, got the blue wigs, and it's just amazing. The the support we get for both sides of the program is amazing. As you say, you've been at Ipswich pretty much your whole career. Do you ever think about going somewhere different or trying something else or maybe even stepping up to another level? Um, it's definitely something that only recently I've considered. Um, but at the moment, like, I'm so happy where I am that it's, it's difficult to to like find that somewhere else. Um, I'd like to play professionally and that's definitely something that I want to work towards. But I'm quite open-minded that actually here in Ipswich, I'm in a good spot. I've got a job out of what I'm doing, I'm coaching, I'm doing what I love, getting paid for what I'm doing and if I do want to go abroad somewhere, like I want to make sure it's like the perfect offer and it's the perfect thing that I want to do so I want to continue coaching so no matter what, like it needs to be the right thing to do, like I wouldn't just do it just to do it but at the same time I do want the experience of going somewhere else. Like you say, it kind of fills your life in the things that you do, and that's fantastic. What what do you do to fill your week as sort of a an amateur player, as it were, performing at levels that you do? So I essentially, like, I'd like to call myself a full-time player. So um, I hop in with the academy quite a lot. I work there. I'm pretty much based at Copleston, where the uh, academy is. So every training session I can get on, on I'm, I'm there, I'm helping out. I coach in primary schools as well. I go and do sessions around um, Ipswich in the primary schools. And I also work for the PE department at Copleston High School as well. So I'm always based around basketball, which is great. So whenever I can get a free workout out of it myself, I, I leap on that as well. Is that something you always wanted to do? Did you always have sort of aspirations to stay in the game and do those kind of things? I couldn't have told you, to be honest. Like I'm still... Whenever someone says, what do you want to do long term? I still never know the answer. And I'm very much like, take each day as it comes. And that's what I've been doing pretty much my whole life. But I knew that when I started playing that I loved it. And that's what I wanted to be doing. So the fact that I'm now 23 and coaching and still playing and 
upset, like making a living out of it is pretty awesome for me. Talking about your sort of journey as a player and how you first started out, what got you into basketball? How did you start? I think it's the same as every British athlete. So I started in school and then I went to, I got told by my PE teacher to go to trials and went to Suffolk trials, got in there. And then from there, I got asked to join Ipswich and I've never really looked back. So I played for Ipswich under Christina at under 14s and then I've worked like throughout the age groups and yeah so I'm now playing for the senior women. Do you have any role models or did you have any role models growing up? I know our GB athletes are obviously performing some amazing things and have done over the last few years. Does that spur you on at all? It does. I was in a, a tough one because I didn't know anything about the game when I come into it so um, for me I didn't really have anyone like especially close by to, to look up to and the GB women weren't really about when I started playing but, but now looking up up to them now is amazing what they're doing for the for the qualifiers I think they, they're doing phenomenal they're really good role models for the younger people but me personally I never really had that person to look up to and that's why I try so hard now to be the person that I kind of wanted when I was younger so it's important for me to give back to the youngers like that's why I help coach around the girls game especially just to be that person that they can come up to because it's all well and good having role models that play for GB and everything, but having that person close by that you can talk to when you need to, that you can go up to and approach, is I think it's more important for me to be able to give that back. It's quite refreshing to hear normally somebody that's sort of in their early 20s, as it were, is normally so focused on playing and, and simply doing the best that they can to hear that you want to give back so early it is really refreshing. Is that something that you definitely try and focus on every day? Yeah, definitely. Like I've already got so much out of the game and Ipswich has given me so much that I feel it's only right that I give back. But like, I am only 23, but I've been playing for 10 years and I am technically a senior. And even though I'm so young, I have got some experience on my shoulders and I'm at, I can approach people. I'm quite good socially, so I feel like I can approach everybody. And if I've got that skill, I feel like it's my right to use it, if that makes sense. So leadership's like the most important thing for me. And I'm, I'll happily put my own play on the side to focus on other people's development as well as mine. Speaking of leaders, uh, Nick Drain's obviously a person that's well known to most in the NBL. What's he like to play for as a coach from a player's perspective? He's amazing. Um, I'm still playing in Ipswich and he is the reason for that I don't think playing in England I wouldn't play for any other coach I think he's underrated as a basketball coach everyone talks about how much he does for people on and off court and is spot on but his actual technical and technical actually gets under the radar his in-game performance is ne like next to none I've played for a few coaches and the way he he can just read a game. The way he prepares people for games is absolutely ridiculous. And I think that does go under the radar because he does so much off-court for his players and he has such a unique relationship with each individual player. But yeah, so everything he does at the game gets sort of underrated a little bit. It goes under the radar. But his ability to coach is ridiculous and yeah like I said as long as I'm playing in England I wouldn't play for anyone else but him. I'm sure he's delighted to hear that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when you're also now coaching with him as well is the things that you pick up from him from a different sort of perspective than you might have done when you were playing earlier in your career? 
Yeah, like the game changes and um, I think the mentality of players change as well. So having to adapt to different age groups, I think, is a thing. So when I was at the academy, it's definitely different to how the academy kids are now. So it is definitely learning to go with the game, so to speak. One thing I think I've got to talk about is the 2017-18 National Cup. I was there for that game at the UEL. I think you were down by 17 points at one stage to Essex. You were MVP yeah. at that game. Does that one still stick in your memory? Is that something you still think about? Oh, yeah, 100%. That is, I think that will forever be one of my highlights of my career. Um, not just <clears throat> winning a trophy, but the people we've done it with, the way we won that game, that, that whole season was just a fairy tale season for us. You couldn't have asked for a closer team, the coach and staff, like everything was just so perfect about that. And that cup final was next to none. Like we had 200 people there banging the drums. It was a bit of a local rivalry. We, kn we knew them, they know us. And it was just such a good atmosphere. And to come from, yeah, 17 down and to take over in the fourth quarter, like, it, it was special. Like, nothing will ever compare to that, I don't think. Yeah, I, I can, thinking back, I can think of a few games I've seen that are, that are up there in terms of uh, the unlikely factor. Sometimes when you're watching it, it seems like a game's drifting away. I was looking at the tables earlier on. Essex finished 20-1 and one that season, and they dominated pretty much everybody. Um, and I, To actually sit there and watch it was incredible. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Like, that's the annoying thing because I think if we were in Division 1 that season who knows what could have happened but we had to start from the bottom and I think that's what made it a little bit more special as well Division 2 team coming up and knocking the first place Div 1 team yeah it was it was special well of course you then went on to finish that season unbeaten and went up to Division 1 how have you managed to keep that core together it's been a number of years now but you still seem to have got a lot of those players that are still with your program and still want to keep achieving and obviously now you're top of Division 1 yeah, definitely. We're, we're a young team. Um, the team we got together for that undefeated season was based on the youngers that were coming up to the academy. So people like Cameron Taylor-Willis, Ella Pearson, um, Esther Little, we knew that we are going to have them for an extended period of time. So we wanted to create a base for them, a bit of security, because I never really had that security when I was that age. So for them to have a team that you know is going to be stable, knows got a good coach, knows got a few senior players, but the heart of that team is, are the younger ones. And the fact that they're, they're at the academy now and they're improving every day, we're just getting better and better as a senior team. And we've added a couple of extras. Obviously, we've got Danny Casey, Grayson that's come back. We've got Coco. The group that we've got is gelling together so well and it, it's becoming a real good group of players really and I think this season last season was a bit of a struggle we we did struggle going from Div 1 uh, Div 2 sorry to Div 1 but the fact that we've stuck at it we've been we've had enough no luck with injuries or anything I think we're now starting to turn it around and things are looking really good for us one of the young players you mentioned there was Esther Little. I've got a quote from her. I interviewed her after the Under-18s Cup final that you guys won. And she said, no one can compare to Harriet. Everything she's done for us, we can't thank her enough. And her presence there, she just wants the best for us. It means a lot to us. What's it like working with somebody like Esther as a player and also as a teammate? Um, it's special. Um, she'll have no idea how much she inspires me every day and vice versa, I suppose. But 
she has no idea how good she is and how good she's going to be. And for me to be a small part of her journey is special for me. And yeah, I absolutely adore playing with her. I adore her as a person. And the fact that we've got her for a couple, uh, one more year, I think. I'm looking forward to seeing how she does blossom even further. And it's just good to have someone that's so competitive, someone that wants to get after it, someone that's just so willing to learn. Every time we work out, like I know I'm going to get 100% out of her. She's going to work me hard. I'm going to work her hard. And it's just having that relationship of, right, let's just get after it now. And that, like, and that, that's special for me because I've never... I've played with people in the past, but it's, it's just, it's good to watch her grow as a human as well as a player. Yeah, we've of course got some other players that are in the GB mix down in Ipswich. What's it like coming into work every day and being around those players and knowing that you can have quite an impact on a career that could potentially go a long way? Yeah, it's it's crazy. So we've obviously got um, Esther, we've got Cameron Taylor-Willis, we've got Ella, Becky, but all have played GB, and I, I never really had, I never had that luxury. So they've got more experience than me, but they still listen to me, and I that always blows my mind a little bit. But um, the talent that we've got on this academy team is ridiculous. Like the six, seven core girls are outstanding. I don't think there's another team in the country that will compare. It's just the depth of the team sometimes lets us down. And like I said, the injuries that have let us down a little bit. But this is a very special group of girls. And I'm looking forward to what they can do in the next couple of seasons. Because I think they've got more trophies to win, definitely. You talk about the core that, that Ipswich or Copleston have got, but also, you know, you're around these girls and you do go up and down the country, either playing or coaching. What are the standards like compared to when you first started playing and, and the things that are now available for these players as they develop? Oh, that, I often say to Nick, we're often in the office, and I say, these these guys are spoiled and they don't even realise it. Like, I, I was at the academy and my first year we didn't have a team. The second year... There was just me, Charlene and Danny. So there was three of us just doing individuals every day. Only in my third year at the academy did we actually have a WEABL team and it was a it was the launch of that league as well. So I'm very lucky to be part of the launch, but God, I wish I had three years there with the team that I had because in my third year at the academy, we had six girls and I, that is up there also with the highlight of my career is playing with those six girls in that league and the way the league is set up the um, social media behind it the standard of play is amazing and no player no matter what academy should take that for granted we talked about your coaching career and, and the involvement that you have in that not that many players tend to sort of get involved in coaching while they're still playing and obviously you're at 23 what drove you towards coaching um I, I do love coaching um but I'm at, I'm at a point in my career that I still prioritize playing and I got asked the other day does the satisfaction of winning as a coach beat playing yet and I I said no and I don't think it will yet but there's definitely potential because nothing makes me prouder than sitting on the sidelines with a group of girls that you've taught to make a layup at under 14s and they're now winning national trophies like nothing can beat that and I'm looking forward to when I do hang my boots up is completely putting all my focus to coaching and helping other people get better because long term, I think that is what I'm meant to be doing. Do you think it adds anything to your game as a player, having sort of that different 
uh, angle on the game to um, to think about it? Not like playing wise. I'd say as a as a person, it does. My leadership definitely has evolved around coaching, um, knowing how to speak to players, knowing how to get the best out of players. But I do like obviously I do recognise stuff, but I think I would even if I wasn't coaching. So I do think my communication more than anything is more advanced because of coaching and obviously I've got the best mentor in the world in Nick knowing how to speak to each individual players and knowing how to get the best out of them I feel like that really comes with me on court and the players often say it's so good having it's basically having a Nick on court and I think that's so unique in Ipswich and not many other programs have that so yeah it's my job to lead them as well as possible on court. Is that a conversation you sat down and have with him um, in terms of developing Harriet the player as well as Harriet the coach? Um, we often have some conversations, but I, I think it's so natural as well. Like nothing's ever forced. Um, we'll have conversations in the office about this is what we need to be doing. And then it just gets done. Like, I can't really explain the process. Like It, it just gets done. But he, if he wants me to do something, like it's automatic. I can get get it out of every single one of them and vice versa. If I say, oh, this didn't happen on court, the next session you know it's going to happen. So I think we've got a very unique relationship like that and the fact that we can just get the best out of each other, therefore the team get the best out of us, if that makes sense. One thing that we discussed uh, in sort of the build-up to chatting this morning is uh, rituals as a player. A lot of sports people are very superstitious and there are a lot of these things going on. I understand that you have a number of things that you like to do. Can you tell me a bit about them? Yeah, I'm, I've unfortunately gone extremely OCD in the way that I warm up. So <laughs> it is a case of a certain player does my laces up. I'm 23, still can't do my laces up. So Esther Little has to do my laces up every game without fail. Just the warm-up, so like timing of the warm-ups, we do, we've done the same warm-up ever since I've been in charge of the warm-up. So um, we start on 28 minutes. If it's not 28 minutes, it's 24 minutes that we start to warm-up. We have to have a chat at a certain time. But yeah, like I can't change a thing in the way I'm going to play, so I can't change. I've started to try and wear knee pads, but my brain doesn't always let me. <laughs> so like I'll warm-up in them. If I'm not shooting well, they'll come straight off. It's little things that send my brain into overdrive. So, yeah, little rituals that send me overboard, I think. Do you, do you find you can accommodate all those things uh, both home and away? Uh, do you ever run into any problems in that regard? No, to be fair, we're pretty good. And, yeah, like I keep referring back to my next relationship. He knows what I'm like. So if he sees that we haven't had a team talk and we're meant to, he'll call a team talk. And it's, yeah, it's... Luckily, touch wood, there's been no problems on the road yet. So, fingers crossed it stays that way. I think the biggest problem is that Esther Little still does your laces up and she's going to be leaving in a year. What are you going to do when she goes? I know, I'm going to have to get the ones that do themselves. I'm going to have to get Velcro or something. (laughs) Obviously, you've achieved a lot. We've talked about winning the National Cup. You've obviously moved into coaching. Is there anything you still really want to achieve in the game? I think all my achievements I want to happen as a player so this year I think we're definitely looking at a push for division one um we never thought we were going to be in this position um I think we're first or second in the league and I think we can win the playoffs as well so that is I'd like to win at least a couple more national trophies while we've still got this group of talented academy kids with us so I want to win a couple more trophies and I have no doubt that the academy 
is going to be doing well. So I know I'm going to pick up a few more trophies with them as well. So, yeah, just watching them um, succeed on and off court is a big one as well. And you talked about success in terms of coaching and, and the enjoyment that you get from that. Do you think that eventually down that road, it'll be something that will lead you into sort of Nick's position? Or do you get just as much enjoyment from teaching those kids and that success for you? Yeah, I'm extremely happy with what I'm doing. I'd love to have, once I've finished playing, I will then focus on having my own team, whether that be in the club or the academy. But at the moment, I'm still very much a student and I'm still learning from what I think is the best in the business. I'm learning Nick every day and I think it's going to go a long way. For, yeah, for me, I'm not happy to take a team until I've finished playing and I can put all my focus into them. But at the moment, as I'm playing, assisting is perfect for me and I still get as much enjoyment out of that as I would leading it myself. And when you're putting up over 30 points a game in the top division of NBL, I don't see a reason why you should change either. <laughs> no, definitely not. I drew it while I can. Absolutely. Um, have you got any advice for young players? Obviously, you're somebody that's been playing the game a long time. You've also got, like say, the coaching aspect of teaching young children. What would you say to young players who are wanting to get into the game? Just do it. Um, so many people tiptoe around whether to join or not. You've just got to take that leap and commit and take each day as it comes. Enjoy it. Um, you get hooked. As soon as you start playing, you get hooked. You fall in love with it. Like, So stick with it. Things get tough sometimes. Fight through it. Basketball will help people more than you'll ever know. And yeah, enjoy each day because you never know which day is going to be your last. Is that something you feel basketball's done for you, both on the court and off the court? What have you learned from it as a person, do you think? Say it lightly, it's made me who I am today. Um, I don't know what I'd be doing if I didn't play. I'd be definitely different to how I am now. It's given me a sense of responsibility. So, yeah, it's definitely made me who I am. And that's why I'm so thankful for the people that have helped me on, on my way. So especially Nick and Christina, who I look up to so much. Um, I'm thankful for them giving me the opportunities that I've had. So I'm able to give back because the game has given me so much. Well, I've really enjoyed our chat. The time's absolutely flown by. I have to remain impartial, of course, but I'm sure there's every chance our paths will cross at another final uh, somewhere between yeah. now and the end of the season. And I wish you good luck the rest of the way. Thanks for listening to the Time Out podcast. Why not give us a like and a follow on our Basketball England SoundCloud channel and let us know what you think or who you would like to hear from in a future episode.